Welcome back to On Track Tips. My name is Jason Weiser, and you're listening to Get On Track, Stay On Track. And we're helping your small business one expert at a time. This week, our expert is Phyllis Kerr, and she's going to be talking to us about Budget Your Time. Remember, this is a part two of our four-part series on Budget Your Life. Last week, we did Budget Your Life. Now we're doing Budget Your Time. Next week, we're going to do Budget Your Fitness and then Budget Your Finances. Specifically, though, today, we're going to be talking with Phyllis about six vital steps to using a Google Calendar. And uh, we're going to be talking about budgeting your time. She's going to present us some strategies from her Google Calendar system that's called Time Bliss Me. It's an innovative way of using Google Calendars that will give you clarity, productivity, and less stress. For those of you that know Phyllis, she's a teacher, she's a speaker, a consultant, she's an in-demand writer of all things social media. In fact, she's presented for some of the largest social media blogs and events like Social Media Examiner and Marketing Profs. Phyllis is the author of two comprehensive books on social media marketing, social media marketing e-learning kit for dummies, and co-author of Facebook Marketing All-in-One for Dummies. She co-authored that with Andrea Ball and uh, Amy Porterfield. Phyllis is the, uh, or she, back in the day, she was a national award-winning performer, a musician, an educator under the stage name Miss Phyllis, singing, dancing, <laughs> I don't know, what you do? We'll find out in a minute. And today she uses her theater training to engage audiences with keynote topics like social media marketing know-how for the passion-fueled second career boomers or another keynote title, um, five powerful ways Google, not Facebook, will impact your business this year. And I like this one here. We talked about this last time. Old people don't scroll. <laughs> By the baby boomer market. Today she's talking with us about time management. Phyllis Care, welcome to On Track Tips. I love coming back to this program. This is always so much fun. Thank you for having me on this program. You know, we've had you. You're, you are now the reigning queen of On Track Tips because you've been on the show more than any of our other guests. And there's a reason for that. Because last time Phyllis was here and uh, she was talking about time management, her views were off the hook. I think you're up to about 600 views now over on YouTube on your episode. That's exciting. That's why I brought you back because people love this topic. And yes. uh, hey, they're asking for it. I'm going to bring you back in. Today's Twitter question. You know, we all love Twitter over here at On Track Tips. Go ahead and use the hashtag. On track tips, and we're going to ask the question: Which calendar system do you use? Do you use Google Calendar, or do you use something else like Outlook, or maybe a Mac product, or any other calendar system? Which calendar system do you use? Go over to Twitter right now. Use the hashtag On Track Tips and tell us that answer. And today's show is being sponsored to you by Time Bliss Me, and we're helping we're helping you use your Google Calendar to get your time under control. You can visit that with that uh, jtw.bz timebliss backslash timebliss that's jtw or jason thomas weiser jtw.bz backslash timebliss that's my short url and that uh, that is an affiliate link that'll take you over to phyllis's product timebliss me now let's get right into the show and talk about our six vital steps to using a google calendar and i love phyllis that you took so much care to make sure that we've got some good discussion points so we can stay on track for our show, and the first discussion point that we're going to be talking about is the fatal flaw in a to-do list. This one always gets me into trouble, but I have to say there is definitely a fatal flaw in a to-do list or a task list, because I know a lot of people in the comments were asking about task lists. Now, the thing is, if you have to imagine you've put all these items on your to-do list. If you think about it, they look like they have equal value. 
even though the first one really might take you three days to do. The second one might take you half an hour. The third item might take 30 minutes. The fourth item might take 30 seconds. But in a list, they look as if they have all equal value. And even if you use priority systems and you rearrange things and move them around like that, it's still a list. It's not connected to physical time. And that's why I like taking that to-do list as a first step and then moving it on to a calendar-based system because then it starts to have a, a true reality-based relationship with physical time. So that's the fatal flaw in a to-do list is that they're seemingly of equal value and they're not. Yeah, and the, the thing that I learned, if I can share this, I hope I, I hope it's okay that I'm going to share yeah, this. And what I learned absolutely. from Timeless Me, which changed my life, was when you said, don't just add them to your calendar as an item, but actually block out that time in your calendar. So right. you know how long is this going to take you. That changed my life. And that it's starting to it's sound true. a little bit hypey, but I'm telling you what, on Tracks Audience, I'm dead serious. This tip changed my life. Phil, let's talk about that for just a second. Well, sure. You know, a good a lot of times when people think about a calendar, they think about events like you put on the birthday party or you put on, you know, the dentist appointment or whatever. And then when I start talking about putting things on your calendar, a lot of people say, "Okay, well, I'll put blog post due on Friday," and they just put that little tiny little item. No, you have to go back to Tuesday, block out the three hours that's going to take you to create the blog post. You go back to Wednesday and you create the half an hour that you're going to create the image for the blog post. You're going to have a little thing that's going to be send to editor to, to edit the blog post. You're going to put all the parts and pieces of that process physically on the calendar in appropriate time blocks. And what people find when they start doing this is they have that to-do list to do and if they start putting it physically on their calendar, they realize that it's going to take them all week to do maybe the five things out of the 20 things on their to-do list, right? And then they realize, oh, jeez, you know, I can't physically do all of this. And that's when people start to have that reality sensation of, oh, now what am I going to do? And uh, so that's why it's really important to go from that to-do list to a block of time that you do things and put it on your calendar. And, and I think that's a pretty obvious segue over to from to-do list to checklists, which kind of seem like the same thing, but you've made a distinction between the two, and I like that. So how do we set ourselves up for failure using these checklists? Well, here's the thing. Let's say you make a checklist and you have, you know, the, you draw your little boxes or you have a task list even inside of Google Calendar, which I absolutely do not recommend using for lots of points. But let's say you have a checklist in any system like Smartsheet or Asana or anything. What happens is you have that list, you check off when it's done, and then at the end of the day, there's always more on that checklist. You don't feel like you've accomplished anything. You basically feel the weight of all those other things that didn't get accomplished, right? You always feel like you're failing, like, oh, shoes, I, I only got two things done on the list. Whereas if you had those things physically on a calendar, and at the end of the day, you did the things that came up on your calendar, at the end of the day, 
you're good. You did everything that you set aside for yourself. And you can feel confident that everything else is going to get done because you have it placed on your calendar. And that's the thing that changed my life is I carried around the weight of all these things I had to do and I was just like holding them in my head or on post-it notes or whatever. But when I found a place on my calendar for everything that was in my head, I could look at the week and go, oh, okay, there's a place for everything. So I don't need to worry about making 100 tweets for the sales page until Thursday. And so I can be right here, right now, doing this work. And so at the end of the day, I felt better. I felt more relaxed about things. Yeah, and so uh, again, our question is, so we, everybody can see it, how we set ourselves up for failure using just a checklist. And I, I just deleted the, the question, but Dustin Stout pointed out, he said, nice use of overlays. Well, I learned that from you, Dustin. So uh, <laughs> big, big shout out to my, my good friend Dustin for teaching me that uh, little trick. you got to head over to his blog and you'll hey, find it. Hey, Dustin, there it is. we have uh, a rock star in the, in the chat, Sarah. Thanks do, for joining. We do, And uh, another rock star in the chat right here, a great friend, Nick Cardot. He's, uh, he's asking, what if your task list program has the ability to, to apply time estimates, subtasks, and help you break it down? Well, that's what I do with my checklist. Yes, and that's a good first step. That's an awesome first step. Then you need to take those things and physically put them on a physical time in your calendar. And uh, in a little bit, maybe I'll show you my calendar and show you what I mean if you, if you don't get that. Because if you don't... People who work just from a checklist, okay, um, kind of can get caught into um, an unbounded feeling that they can work on that thing as long as they want. But then there are other things that have to happen that day. And what you find when you start putting everything on your calendar is that let's say you've put aside uh, on that checklist you've created a time to work on the blog post for three hours. Let's say at the end of that three hours, you're not done. Okay. Now you have an option at that point. You can look at your calendar and you can expand the time that you have set aside for it. And if you if you do that and you overlap something else that's already placed there, that's rule number two in my system. You you're not allowed to overlap. You're not allowed to multitask. So you now have to decide. Okay, do I move that thing that's overlapping? later into the day, which means I'm working later into the day, or do I find another time slot to finish this project? And by listening to your calendar that way and a, kind of be willing to let your calendar organize your life, you'll find that um, things get done. The most important things that people notice is that they start being more productive when they use a calendar-based system instead of a checklist. Excellent. And uh, so now I'm, I want to remind everybody that you're listening to Get on Track, Stay on Track, and we're helping your small business one expert at a time. And right now we are talking with time management expert Phyllis Kerr, who's the author and creator of Timeless Me. There's a link on the sidebar description, or you could just go to jtw.bz backslash timeless and find out more information about what we're talking about. And Phyllis is sharing with our six points today. I want to move on to our next question. Uh, I guess we're up to number three now, and um, or number three or number four. Let me let me see where we are here. Um, yeah, so the vital mindset most business owners miss in their personal life. What do you say? 
Well, this was a big one for me, um, I, and I imagine that a lot of the people that are listening today are solo entrepreneurs, or they have their own business, or they're working, uh, developing a product on their own. And a lot of times we get, I don't want to say, overwhelmed by thinking that those tasks and those things that we need to do have more power than we do. And so the way I describe this is you need to understand that you are the CEO of your life. You have the ability to organize your life any way you want. Now, when I first ran across this principle many years, many, many years ago, that sounded so foreign to me because I felt like I was the victim of time. I didn't have enough time, I didn't have enough time, that was what I said all the time. And But as soon as I started taking my life, not only my business life, but my personal life, and putting it on that calendar, and making sure nothing overlaps, and making sure there's plenty of time for everything I need to get done, I realized I was in control. And for a lot of business people who feel overwhelmed, just feeling like they're in control can make a huge difference in how they feel and how productive they get in life. So for me, knowing that you're the CEO of your own life is an important mindset that business owners need to get straight in their own personal life. Does that make sense? Well, it makes perfect sense, and it's interesting because um, that, and then that's going to take us kind of into our next question here. But before we do that, um, it, it, I want everybody right now, you just inspired me. That is a tweetable. That's a fantastic tweetable. So I want you guys to go ahead and tweet. You are the CEO of your life. Put your life on the on your calendar by Phyllis Care. And for those artistic people in our community, first person to make us or the best person, I don't care what. I want to see you guys making throwing up some gifts real quickly for me or some uh, images that we can some quote image. I, that would be really cool. I know we got some artists in the in the room. So go ahead and do that. It'll be fun. Awesome. Number 4 is um, number 4. Let's see if we can get over here and do this. Um, right there. Yeah. Why Phyllis is a Google <laughs> fangirl. And before you answer that, though, Phyllis, I want to go back to our comment stream. And I'm going to read off a couple of these comment questions that we have. We had uh, Andy Lyons, where she asked the question, um, uh, I'm a huge fan of Outlook. Many of my corporate-type clients love it, too. And it's hard to transition to Google Calendar from Outlook. And should I even try this? And then we've got uh, Dustin here who's saying that my calendar system is currently a mess and I use Google Calendars, but it's plugged into a number of calendar apps that I have yet to settle on. Apple Calendar, Sunrise Calendar, Peak, Cal, by any.do, but I'm hardwired to work off of this to-do list. And uh, there was one more comment here about, um, about calendars, but we're going to have to, I'll come back to that. So we'll go ahead and answer your question. Um, why are you a Google Plus fangirl? Well, in terms of the calendar system, I all the functions that Google Calendar has and features it has works for me. And I I pretty much love anything Google. I'm an Android fan. I you know, I used to write for iPhone Life magazine and but I secretly loved my Android based phone <laughs> more than my iPhone. So 
everything Google I tend to really like because of the functions. I like how it it syncs with my mobile life. I like how I can travel and have everything just there. I like how in Google calendars I can create layers of calendars and have a calendar for my clients, a calendar for my family, a calendar for my personal tasks and be able to turn those on and off and see my calendar and how it looks. There are features inside of Google Calendar where I can share a calendar with a team and have everybody's tasks and everything for like a product launch on that one calendar and I can see who's doing what because in the description part of those tasks they're keeping basically a journal of what they're doing so all the features and functions of a Google Calendar I love and that's why I'm a Google Calendar fangirl now uh, in terms of using Outlook I know there's a lot of people who use Outlook and, and especially people who used it in a corporate environment. If you're um, working with clients who are now working for themselves and are now solo entrepreneurs striking out on their own or whatever, I really want you to encourage them to move into something like Google Calendars instead. I think that functions better for a solo entrepreneur than Outlook does and I know that's a hard transition. I have people who are going through that. I understand that but I, I really think the features are better in a Google Calendar and that's the short answer, Andy. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I want to I want to mention why uh, one of the reasons why I'm a Google Calendar uh, fan boy, uh, and that is because um, as a as a project manager and as because I'm just addicted to outsourcing. I mean, it's really has become my new addiction as my as my business is starting to grow. The beauty of it is that I can have VAs go in there and I can share calendars and allow them to make and ch edit changes, and so I have divided four or five different calendars like I have my on-track tips calendar schedule when I'm a guest when I'm a host and those are two separate calendars I also have special time that's blocked out through a uh, time um, uh, product where people can actually go and sign up for for blocks of time and it'll automatically schedule that and then I have one of my assistants who is using the um, who's using an email that's specific to calendars and then he can then manage all of my calendars he sees what's going on and as he's managing, helping manage the team, then he can put this stuff uh, for the team and say, nope, Jason's out this time. And uh, so I love it, love it for outsourcing. Any, co any comments on outsourcing teams right there or do you want to move on? Well, just real quick, when you start putting everything on your calendar you have to do and you honor those time blocks that you're putting up there and the cool thing is on Google Calendar you can move and drag those around. If you start noticing that you're dragging particular things, off to different places and then Friday ends up looking like you know a day from hell then that's your calendar talking to you saying hey you need to outsource this bit and that's one of the things a lot of people notice right away when they start using the system is they they keep moving things away because they're avoiding it for some reason and those are the things you need to outsource absolutely um, and and uh, what's and one more thing on outsource? I think it was you that taught me this. That uh, you know, when asking what do you want to outsource, um, the things that drive you nuts, the things that you don't like doing, and I would add the things that don't fit in your calendar. Yes, outsource exactly. Them. 
So. Well, what I started noticing in my life is I started putting everything I needed to do for like product launches and stuff, and and I knew how long things would take me to do. And then I noticed I was working till you know 10, 11 o'clock at night, and I thought, no, I don't want to do that. I'm the CEO of my life. So what are these projects that are being done? What's the easiest thing for me to outsource? Where it turns out that creating tweets for a pro uh, product launch off of a sales page is a very specific task. And and I have somebody who does that really well. So I just took all of those and outsourced that to her. And that tightened up my daily schedule. And so I don't have to stay up late at night working, 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 working. That's Fantastic. great. Well, let's move into uh, number five, how to use Google Calendar in a mobile office. Well, right now, I'm not in my office. I'm traveling. I'm in Maryland. And then uh, on Wednesday, I travel to Florida. And I'm going to be in Florida for a week. And then I travel from Florida back to Iowa. And so I travel a lot. And I use my calendar to keep my life together through time zone changes, for, for example. And that's another reason why I like Google Calendar. It's so easy to change the whole thing over to another time zone and have everything shift to the correct spot. Um, for those of you who get caught in time zone you know, disaster, this is a very handy feature. And uh, so I basically can do pretty much now about 90% of my work through my phone or my Chromebook. And my calendar is up all the time to keep me focused while I'm traveling and while I'm in, mo in motion. And that goes back to our question of which is better Outlook or Google Plus or Google Calendar because Outlook you would have to download that, move all that information, upload it to a different computer if your computer that you're using your Outlook on isn't your remote computer, right? I mean, well, you you can actually log on to a web version of Outlook. Um, which is great. Now, the last time I was in there looking at the web version of Outlook, it's it's just not very user friendly. It doesn't look very beautiful. Um, again, I the reason I'm a Google fangirl is because I like their user interface. I like how it looks. I like how it functions. Yeah. And and speaking of blocking out time in your calendar, I've got to pull this comment up right here from Andy Lyons where she says that uh, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern is always blocked off my calendar for on-track tips wiser sites. Thanks for keeping <laughs> it time efficient. 30 minutes. So everybody start blocking off in your calendars 30 minutes every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for on-track tips. Let's move on down. Now, but okay. just a real quick tip on that, you know, when you uh, say yes to any uh, in invitation from G+, it puts it right on your Google Calendar, and you can set it up so it does that automatically, and it puts the time right in there for you, and that's another reason why I like Google Calendar so much, because I spend so much time on G+. They, in they integrate so wonderfully with these Hangout yeah, on here, don't they? they? Do. What about number six? Uh, how to have a reality-based experience with time? This just sounded so. Uh, first time I read this, I thought it was so Ooh. Twilight Zoney, you know, like. Doo -doo -doo -doo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I can't tell you how many people think that they can do so much work in a day, and then at the end of the day, they feel frustrated because they didn't get it all done. It's like they're some sort of time bender, you know, superhero person. And I, I am fully a member of the the Superwoman Club. I can't help myself. I really think, yes, I can do it all. But when you start putting things on a calendar-based system, you have a reality check. Okay, so I only have so many hours in a day that I feel functional to do my creative work. 
and I'm not going to, you know, this sort of thing, oh, well, I have all day to do it. No, you have a two-hour block in the morning right after that nice coffee where you're the most creative you're going to be, and that's where you need to place those things that need that type of attention. And so you start to have a more reality-based experience with time when you start putting things on the calendar. And, I, you know, I, I keep saying it over and over again. It's such a simple thing. Just start putting everything on your calendar, and you'll start to have these insights about how you're not experiencing time in uh, in reality. You're, you're thinking that somehow it's magical and you're going to get everything done. And uh, we're going to be running through the, that list of our six points one more time. And if, if be looking for our timestamp episode that's going to come out where we summarize today's uh, interview in timestamps. And we'll be go, going back through and talking about those six points. So if you missed any of them or you joined us late, you can quickly and easily jump. Be looking for those timestamps. The best way to do that is to head on over to OnTrackTips.com. Look for the big red button, and we're going to be sending out a reminder every Monday and Wednesday as to when those timestamps are happening and to when the interviews are happening. And of course, you'll be getting a lot of other fun and exciting information there. I want to turn now and take some comments from the audience, starting uh, from the top of the show. Here, well, here's one I like from uh, Liz. She said, "I use." Phyllis Cares, Timeless Me, and I love it. Using it to manage my events and product launch that helps me identify there's a place for everything and I feel less overwhelmed. Thank you, Liz, for that uh, endorsement on, on the product here. Uh, Carmen is telling us that already she's learned a lot and she says, I like the idea of finishing the day with a feeling of accomplishment. There was another comment that she made that uh, said how she's going to race off to her Google Calendar now and start getting some of these tips uh, in, into action. Um, Paul Steinbrook, one of our uh, good friends here at OnTrack Tips. He says, I totally agree with the strategy of scheduling all your tasks. Definitely helps. Set realistic expectations for the day. And isn't that really what it's about, right, Phyllis? A yes. realistic expectation. So thanks for joining us today, Paul. And um, Sarah Cornforth. Uh, Sarah, you say that I have spent the last week trying to work on my time management, so this webinar has come around at the perfect time for me, So <laughs> as I'm ready to make some changes. So Sarah, we're so grateful that you were able to show up here, and, and we're able to preserve some of that beautiful red hair of yours, that you're not pulling it out, struggling with time <laughs> management, so you uh, can uh, thank Phyllis uh, for that hair preservation. <laughs> okay. Lastly, let's go here to uh, Nick Cardot again. Have you, uh, have you, any of you worked on any project management programs as a mean of not budgeting only your time yes. but your tasks, yes. but also coordinating that organization with other teams? Now, I want to, yes. I want to encourage everybody. Let's have this discussion because I'm going to do another OnTrack Tips show talking about looking at three different products, Asana, Basecamp, and Teamwork, three amazing products. There's many more, Zoho and so on. Phyllis, what do you want to say about these sorts of products? I've worked on all of those with clients, and I have to say that there are some cool little features with it, and it does help get people out of sending four million emails back and forth. Those systems will kind of attempt to break you of that habit, but even when I use those systems, I go back and put all the tasks that I personally need to do in my Google Calendar. Um, I'm not fond of any of them, and I have used all of them, and they do have some good features. Um, but again, for me, it's all about simplicity, and I just think, depending on your team, if you just create a Google Calendar 
that you share with the team and you use that, that more progress will be made. And again, if you have a task list, those tasks, don't keep them in that Google task for a lot of reasons. One, you can't sync it with your mobile phone. And so if you create a task on your mobile phone, you're not going to see it when you go back to your desktop, which is a fatal flaw with using tasks inside of Google um, calendars. But again, you know, you have to use something that works and if it works for you, awesome. Um, if it doesn't work for you, then you have Google calendars to come back to. And that about wraps it up for our six vital steps today with Phyllis Care on how to use your Google Calendar. And I'm grateful for everybody that showed up and very thankful for everybody that's commented. And, and this discussion is just is, is a fantastic discussion on the events tab. Head, make sure you head on over to On Track Tips. Look for the big red button. Push it. We'll get in contact with each other. Find you another expert for to answer your questions in your small business. What it is that you're struggling with. If it's time management, Phyllis Care, or other experts like Guy Kawasaki, Chris Brogan, uh, Andrea Vall. We all uh, Phyllis knows who Andrea Vall is, and uh, many more. So Phyllis, where can people find you other than uh, heading over to the link that we put in the description in the sidebar? You can always go to phyllischare.com and read a little bit about me. You're welcome to go there. Uh, it just as long as you spell my name correctly, you'll find the right, right place. Excellent. So we want to say thank you. Thank you for now to Phyllis Care for this fantastic episode on Budget Your Time. We'll see you next time with uh, Budget Your fi Fitness and then Budget Your Finance in our four-part series, Budget Your Life. Phyllis, thank you so much. We'll see you. You're welcome. Bye now. Thank you. Bye-bye.